What is up, Lit Up fam? Welcome back to Your Lit Up Life. It's your girl, Pearl. And today we have a very special guest. We have my girl, Lorna McKenna, who's all about that self-love, self-leadership. And I'm really excited to talk more about her journey and her story and hopefully get you guys some really good tidbits so you can take your life to the next level. So before I keep talking, please introduce yourself, Lorna, and I'm so happy to have you here. Thank you so much for being allowing me to be here. I'm very grateful. Just even listening to your introduction, I'm like, I'm so energized now. <laughs> your energy is just incredible. <laughs> um, so I'm Lorna, Lorna McKenna. I'm a self-leadership and self-love coach, if we're going to use the title. A pearl I interviewed on my podcast, The Evolve and Expand podcast, um, which is going to come out in the next couple of weeks. And we had this whole thing about titles of what do we label ourselves. But in an essence, I, my mantra is make the relationship with yourself the most important one, because that's been, for me, the turning point in my journey. So I help people focus on that how do you love yourself how do you lead yourself take responsibility create supportive habits just show up for yourself and just give to yourself before you give to others so that's in a nutshell like what I do I love that so much because I agree I really believe I was thinking about this yesterday actually how the relationship with yourself is actually the most important one Mm. and learning about like how to speak to yourself how to tend to your needs and how to ask for what you want and all the things and so that's so powerful I'm so excited to hear more about what you do so why did you pursue this like what happened in your life what kind of inspired you to pursue this field of work that's such a good question because if you'd have asked me a few years ago I didn't even know what a coach was I never knew it was possible to like do this for work and my journey right at the start, if we're looking at sort of my development journey as a whole, started with weight loss. So I went on a weight loss journey and lost, you you work in pounds, don't you, in the US, but in, in the UK, we're working like stones or kilos, but lost around like 28 kilos. So quite like a substantial amount of weight. I always thought that losing weight was the key to happiness because I thought if I was, if I was slimmer, I would be happier because that was just a narrative my weight was such a focal point and I'm sure a lot of people can relate to this my weight was I was always the bigger one let's say I'm going to use that in inverted brackets so it was like my weight was always this focal point it was always things people talk about so I thought oh if I lost weight I'll be happy and I lost weight and I still wasn't happy I was the slimmest I'd ever been and I just felt empty inside and for me that was just kind of like some of the trigger points that started on the journey I was like there must be something more like I had like um, from the outside like a nice life I I was living with my ex-partner we had a nice flat um I had an okay job like I was slim like but still something felt like I still didn't feel like I knew myself and I think that was the turning point so it was kind of this quest and then fast forward to the pandemic and just before the pandemic started I joined a network marketing company and that's kind of where I found out about mindset like fully about mindset I dabbled in it a bit I had a friend that got me into it who would share things with me but you know when like you're hearing things but it's not quite sticking um and then it was through being in the network marketing company that I found that actually like listening to all the podcasts, reading the books, I just realized from that point, it wasn't, it wasn't like, it wasn't the network marketing I was bothered about. It was actually, how do you help people? And then I lost my job in the pandemic and that got me thinking. And that's just kind of how it started. It because like, I wanted to impact people. Um, and then I came across coaching and that's just kind of how it stemmed. Like for me, my this journey over the last couple of years, um has evolved me as a person like 
tremendously. It's also probably been the hardest two years of my life in a lot of aspects with the amount of challenges, the amount of things I didn't even realize I believed about myself that didn't how low my self-worth actually was, how much I was attaching my worth to things outside of me. And it's been a journey, especially over the last eight months, to take a step back from coaching to actually rediscover who I was because I completely lost this person I'd created, I guess, through personal development and through starting a coaching business. I completely lost that. So that's why I'm so passionate now. But through it all, there was still that commitment to make the relationship with myself the most important one. The difference is now it's like, how do I create what I actually want? How do you create what you want, not what you're influenced by? And just trusting, obviously, your own journey. And that's kind of well, the, the point I'm at like now, sat here having this conversation with you today. It's more about how do you trust your own timeline? How do you focus on what is right for you, not what other people think and take it from there? Yeah. Thank you so much for sharing. Wow. I love how it's always something deeper. Like you start with weight loss and you're like, wait, like I'm, mm -hmm. I'm slim, but I'm still not happy. Like what's, what's here. Something's missing. Mm -hmm. Right. And I experienced that too in my journey, but I really want to touch and dive into some of what you shared near the end there around like your challenges around the mindset blocks or limiting beliefs yeah. you had and like attaching yourself worth to things outside of you. Cause I know this is something that I struggled with and I'm sure so many can relate. So do you mind sharing a little bit more about what are some of the biggest mindset shifts or limiting beliefs that you had? And maybe mm -hmm. second question will be like, how do you stop attaching your worth to things outside of you? Yeah, there were so many limiting beliefs. It was, for me, I feel like a lot of it is conditioning and a lot of it is, but what do I believe was possible for someone like me? And I feel like there's so many probably limiting beliefs that feed into that. But I started personal development. There was no one really around me in my direct vicinity of family and friends on this path. So then I felt like people didn't get it. So when I wanted to push like for my business, people didn't get it. People tried to talk about out, talk me out of it. So then obviously I've never seen the direct evidence in my circle or direct circle of influence until like you put yourself in programs with people. So for me, it was a lot of like, this doesn't happen to someone like me. Someone like me doesn't earn a certain amount of money. Someone like me doesn't have a job that they love. Someone like me can't make positive impact. Other people can, but not me. And I don't think I realise like how much. And it's so interesting, actually, because I've decided it's my birthday in a couple of weeks to get my first tattoo. And it's even that is such like a significant thing. And it was always like even something as silly as that someone like me wouldn't have a tattoo like but why not and a lot of it if you don't realize sometimes it's not someone like me wouldn't have a business and it's you don't actually realize where you're putting these limitations on yourself just based on what you've seen as the evidence because it's also again it's not just your opinion it's like the opinion of your parents of your family of the people around that actually play into that so and also as you evolve, as we spoke just briefly before this podcast, as you evolve, the people around you are not necessarily always evolving. So they still have that perception of you before you went on this journey. And when people hold that perception of you, it's really hard sometimes to, when you are already doubting yourself, to break free of that at the same time. So it's really hard to break free because people will always want you to pull you back. Even if you're evolving this way, they're not evolving. So they'll always want to drag you back. So a lot of it was around for me it was, the beliefs I'm not good enough, I'm not worthy, the inherent beliefs that most of us have. And 
then like the, it doesn't happen for someone like me. It's not possible for someone like me. And then the other, the other big thing was the beliefs around seeing other people's success and then thinking, what is wrong with me? But then that's also then linked to that belief of, well, it wouldn't happen for someone like me. So yeah, they're probably like two of the the sort of like they're the biggest things. I would definitely, definitely, yeah, say that it's this this, this actually just believing and seeing what is possible for someone like me because we're not taught that you can live a life that you love. You're not taught that you can have more than what you've known. You're not taught that any of these things. It's like go to university like I did. I went and did my undergrad, I did a master's, you get a job, you work your way up, you retire. Like that's what I, the path I believe in. I didn't realise that this whole other path that was possible. So yeah, it's a lot around what was actually possible. Yeah, and that's so true. And so many good points you shared there, like around the people you surround yourself with that maybe they aren't growing at the same pace as you and they're going to want to hold you back and the conditioning and what we believe is possible. And, you know, mm-hmm. what we saw growing up from our parents, from our friend group or whatever that really set the standard. And a lot of time that standard is set so low because, I mean, that's, mm-hmm. all, that's all they know. And that's all we know. And so we're like, oh, this is how life is. You know, as children growing up, we're just trying to figure out what life's all about. We're like, oh, I guess that's how it works. And we just grow up and having these conditioned thoughts that really limit us. And so I love that you were like, oh, wow, like that's what you realize. And maybe there's more out there for someone like me. So I'm curious, mm-hmm. what tools did you use to shift your beliefs? And what really helped you to shift like what you believe about yourself and increase your self-worth? It's such a good question because I feel there were so many points on my journey where I was creating the evidence of something new, but deep down, I still did not believe what I was creating. So then self-sabotage a lot of it, which then just spiraled into a lot of other external manifestations. And the the biggest thing for me was actually just admitting to myself that I don't feel worthy. Uh, and actually admitting to myself what was the truth of my current reality. And I feel this is one of the biggest things a lot of people miss or they want to overlook is we don't want to admit to ourselves actually what is going on. Because one, we feel a lot of shame. And two, it just then perpetuates that belief that I am not good enough. I am not worthy. You're feeding that belief, oh, it wasn't going to work out anyway. However, like all progress starts from telling the truth. And if we're not like aware of what is going on, how possibly can you move forward? And some of the most difficult conversations for me, a big thing was me was around debt from investing in coaching was, and it was getting quite like overwhelming, like I say, and I didn't want to admit it. I just was like, let's bury my head in the sand. And it just, and the big thing for me was like telling my parents because <laughs> I was so just like, what were they going to think of me? And I just actually having that conversation with my dad about it, one person I thought would judge just because of evidence I'd heard from other conversations, like I say, when he just like was so loving, I was just like, oh, I can breathe again. And like from that point, that was was one I, I told the truth. I've, I've, I've got rid of the shame of it. If I can sit with it and I can tell people now or speak about it, then that's okay. And then the second thing, the tool, and it's another thing I think a lot of people overlook is what do you value? And it's something I'm really, I do this with every single one of my clients. It's one of the first things we check in. We check out where you're at, but what do you value? What are your core values? Because that's been the most consistent thing, like I said at the start of this episode of my journey of 
rediscovering myself was the one of the first things I did was check in with what I value. And when I checked in what with what my core values were, they were so different to what I was trying to live my life by. They were so different to what I thought it was because I'd obviously evolved. So my values had evolved. And that for me was a big thing because when you live in life by someone else's values or values that are not actually aligned to what you want, then you're going to feel it's going to feel hard because it's not what's true to you. So the second thing is to check in with what you value, like check in with your core values. Um, because once you know that and you can define that, you know you're living in alignment with what's true to you because that's what you value, not what society values, not what your friends value, not what someone else is, what you do. And that was the second thing. So it's like actually just giving yourself clarity of one, just admitting where you're at and two, knowing what you value gives you that place because we can sit here and say, let's work through limiting beliefs and it's a huge part of it. And the tool is identifying it, but I definitely have, I don't know if you resonate with this, but sometimes I've got caught in the trap of thinking, oh, I need to heal from everything right now. And then just somehow entrap myself in, oh, there's another limiting belief. I need to get get through it. But actually, sometimes the beliefs are not even ours. It's just because we're not living true to ourselves. So I think if anyone is feeling stuck or, or just feeling like they're just not sure how to move forward, the thing that's going to set you free is clarity. Then from clarity, having like being clear on where you're at, is getting clear on where you want to be. Does that align with what you value? And then from there, like looking at, well, okay, what is the beliefs that come up when I think about that? And then it's like, well, why do I think about it? And it's like you can self-inquire from that point or get supported by a coach or supported by a therapist, whatever, whatever someone else to help you uncover that. But I'd say there's some of the the tools is like one actually just sitting and being brutally honest with yourself but not from a place of shame just from a place of awareness and then checking in with what you value Mm, that's so good man I resonate with so many parts of that especially around like not being able to admit like where you're at and because there's so much shame and guilt and like the debt thing with investing in coaches that's such a huge like almost every coach I talk to has the same Mm -hmm. experience but a lot of coaches don't talk about that it's like a negative thing oh my god I have debt from Mm -hmm. investing in coaches even though like investing in our business is so important and all brick and mortar businesses invest so much money and like loans and you know getting debt to fund their business but on on the online space is like different energy I don't know why but that's topic but yeah I think just what you said like getting real with yourself and being like oh this is the truth of it and like accepting that and not from a way of like shame and guilt and judgment but it's like this is what it is and like where do I want to be like you mentioned your values and like where you want to be and realizing that most of the beliefs you have aren't even yours and one thing I realized in my journey is like I got stuck in that loop of like oh the healing and the oh oh my god the beliefs and I need this and I need to heal them and it, healing is important don't get me wrong but I think so many of us and I got stuck in that cycle mm. healing for a long time and just like mm. oh like just thinking like oh I'm not good enough like oh I need to keep healing and oh my god like no like you can also heal and be and do your thing. Like there's a quote that was like, I can be a work in progress and go after my goals or something like that mm-hmm. at the same time. And you're allowed to. And also realizing that you can let go of these beliefs as fast as you want. Like for mm-hmm. some reason, we think that we need to have this like whole long process and you just get to shift your beliefs and like start believing a new way and acting in that mm-hmm. way. One of my coaches actually said that she's like, you don't have to take like months to shift the belief. She's like, you can do it in a day. And I was like, yeah 
what do you mean? And then I was like, no, you can't, but you can't do it in a day. Cause it's just like a thought you choose to hold on to a belief is a thought you choose to hold on to. Cause to hold on to different thoughts, but I love what you shared there. And um, I'm not sure if you have anything to share about that, but. Yeah, I do think it is because we can. And I think sometimes I definitely like can hold my hands up and be say I've got caught in. I'm a very deep thinker. Sometimes maybe too, too deep. Sometimes I definitely, uh, I probably like psychoanalyze, I think, and I laugh about it because I'm aware that sometimes I do it because I'm always looking for what's the meaning and what's like this curiosity. But sometimes it's just like, I know people say, but it's just not that deep. And we think it's like if we, we make it to be like it's deeper than it is and sometimes it is because obviously there's trauma there's conditioning there's very deep rooted beliefs but sometimes it's just like sometimes we can be addicted to the suffering of oh I poor me and it's just like you said you can choose to think a different thought you can choose to see a different perspective and you can just choose again at any point you're not bound to the thought that you had before and you can just keep choosing and then like once you keep choosing you just decide and knowing that also sometimes that decision you might be like what have I done and you might go back but that's all part of the journey because you'll learn the lessons you need to learn and you'll keep getting reminders until the lessons learn and then it'll be like ah actually a hundred percent the universe will keep giving you reminders and nudges until you learn the lesson it's like are you listening it was just no not gonna talk just give you a shake and then yeah. it's like oh okay I hear that exactly so so important to listen to those little things so I'm mm. curious because I'm really into um I always ask everyone I'm into habits and like the things that mm. people do on a daily basis to support their well-being and their overall you know mental physical health so I'm curious like what are some of your daily habits some of the things that you do that really support you in feeling good or whatever you are pursuing and your mindset mm, I love that because I've been thinking so much about habits because they're literally the thing that create at us are habits and the habits that you have can either like support you or they, they can hinder you and it's for me habits I think we spoke about this on the episode that you that you came on my podcast and was talking about morning routine and thinking it needs to be this 961 item long thing that starts at 4am and doesn't finish till 9am and then if you miss one step and obviously that is a really powerful way to build habits but obviously for me, some of the habits that really support me, the habit was having getting a morning routine is a habit. What then happens in that morning routine to shift every day? But I've really learned recently, I'm on this bit of a process of how can I simplify things even further? It doesn't always need to be so complex because you just want to live at the same time. Like, yes, having these tools and building the habits of tools to support you such as journaling, such as meditation, such as listening to affirmations, such as dancing, such as exercise, all these habits support you. But how can you actually just have fun with that? And some some of my most like simple habits are just standing outside for five minutes in the sunlight in the morning, like enjoying a cup of tea, just sitting in silence. That to me is meditation. It doesn't need to be sat there for half an hour. It's just, I always say it, see it as this, of how can I create space for myself? How can I create these little pockets in the day where I can just check in, where I'm not switched on and plugged? So for me, having a morning routine is a habit. I then decide depending on how I'm feeling or what's on the agenda that day, what then goes into that morning routine. Tea. I know a big habit for me is food I'm obsessed with food but eating whole foods and cooking for myself I love cooking like I just one day I'm going to own a cafe I just know it because but it's it is like it's little things like 
like food the food that you eat fuels you so if you're feeling rubbish like check in with what you're eating like I'm not a nutritionist but I know well enough it's like the same with moving your body but moving your body for me is like going out for a walk yoga exercise just doing some kind of movement and then obviously the two are sleep and water <laughs> if I'm feeling a bit cranky or I've got a have I drank enough water and have I slept enough? Like there's such basic things, but the the basics are what we overlook. So it's it's having the habits obviously that do support your well-being in terms of, like I said, like journaling, meditation, those kind of things are all really powerful. And just checking in with yourself is one, but also then like just the general, just basics to survival of eating good, drinking enough water and getting sleep and moving my body are just like essential because I know the periods in my life where I feel a bit sluggish, one of them things has dropped. It's not whether I have a journaled or not, or have I not meditated or not. It's like, have I drank enough water? Have I eaten enough food? And have I been sleeping enough? And have I moved my body? Everything else is like a bit of a bonus. Because if I'm moving my body, for example, like going for a walk, that's an equal to me as meditation. Because a lot of the times I don't listen to music while I walk or podcast. That's like another habit I've implemented is, just having that space in the day where I'm not consuming. So it's just these little things. If I've not done them things, I'm not going to be sustained. <laughs> that is so good. Wow. Like all those habits are literally what I live by and what I teach as well. But it's so powerful to see, like, it's really just the basics. But if you miss the mm. basics, or if you're not doing the basics consistently, it really mm. makes a shift in how you feel and how you think and your energy and just like yeah. your overall quality of life and a lot of people don't realize like all these things there's a reason why they're you know the essentials but not drinking enough water will make you feel dehydrated and not focused and like low energy and all the things yeah. so what you shared is just so powerful and like the fact that I guess look different depending on how you're feeling so check in with yourself and be like okay yeah. well I want to move my body today what's that gonna look like and maybe it's a walk mm. maybe it's you know I do the same like Every day is going to be different, but I still make sure I get that movement and I get that sleep and I get that morning routine in. But mm. some days it'll look longer or shorter or doing a different activity and that's okay, you know? So I love that you shared that. Yeah, I feel like it's just for people, It's there's so many rules that people want to put on about what does the morning, the perfect morning routine looks like. The perfect morning routine looks like whatever you want it to look like that day. It's just for me where the mentality shifted on it needing to be this, I need to do all these things to actually, you know, my morning routine is just an opportunity for me to give to myself before I give to other people. And when I'm in that energy of giving to myself first, I'm showing up for myself first before I then need to work, work on the business, just show up in day-to-day life. It's like, I'm just giving myself that time and space. And again, if you were talking, like we haven't really talked, spoke about this, but if people get caught up in like the masculine and the feminine energy, like the masculine is the structure of just give yourself that space, whether it's 20 minutes, half an hour, an hour, someday it might be longer, whatever it is. The feminine is then you get to just flow with whatever you want. And a big thing that changed for me, and it was something I've worked on with one of my coaches, and it's something I implement with my clients, is just create a list of all the activities that you would love to do for yourself. Because if you're ever wondering, like, when you're half asleep, what do I want to do? It's like, one, you can check in with yourself, but two, you could just look and be like, oh, I fancy doing that today. And then that just gives it that joy. It gives it that variation. So the, the consistency is you showing up for yourself. And what you do in that, you can decide if you have non-negotiables, or you can decide actually... I know what I need today and I'm going to just lean into that and create that flow and that builds self-trust. It builds, it builds that, yeah, that, that nurturing for yourself of knowing and trusting, you know, what you need. 
And obviously I feel like if people are right at the start of the journey of this is the first time they're implementing it or the maybe like trying to restart it is maybe it is having some non-negotiables and leaning more into that masculine just to build that consistency and that devotion to yourself. And then once the habit is instilled, then you can have the fun and the flow. The problem is when we try and have the fun and the flow before the habit's instilled, it's very easy to flow out of it. So it's like sometimes we just need to lean into that a little bit more and have that more. I don't really like the word discipline, the devotion to yourself to like lean into that and then you can like flow. So it's just have fun with it. Play around. There's not a there's not a rule book. We may create one, but there's not one. So it's just 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 flow with it and you know what's best for you at the end of the day. Yes, amen to that. And I really say the same thing to my clients too. It's like you get to make your own rules, you gotta do what works for you. And I say very similarly, like there's flexibility within the framework. And like the framework mm. is discipline, but the flexibility is what you feel like is going to work for you. So I always say like there's flexibility within the framework and like everything I give to people is like a structure, but like within the structure, you get to decide what makes yeah. up that thing. And that's really beautiful because we all have our own ways of working, you know, yourself best and tuning into what works for you, what serves you, what feels good to you is so important. Mm. So I love that you mentioned that. So I'm curious, what are some of the things that you work with your clients through? Like are there main themes? Like what are some of the maybe mindset blocks or outcomes that you work with your clients around? You know, the biggest thing is really when I look at it is people just not taking time for themselves. And that's where overwhelm, and I was talking to one of my clients the other day, is overwhelm comes from lack of clarity. Lack of clarity comes from not knowing what you want or where you're at. And a lot of my clients will come to me, the the people, a lot of them are either like busy professionals or entrepreneurs and still working like a corporate job or if she's full entrepreneurs but the, the common theme is they're not taking time for themselves they've not built them sustainable routines and habits that work for them and I think before you work on any mindset blocks like your habits and your routines are it's looking at why do you not think that you or feel that you're worthy of giving to yourself and taking time for yourself and I'd say that's the number one so um, I always laugh when my clients say to me oh have your voice in myself my head saying oh I've not done anything for myself today and I hear Lorna in my head like go on do something for yourself <laughs> so I'm like I know my job is done when you get to that point <laughs> so I'd say that, that that's the number one thing obviously there is a lot of other beliefs that people have and I guess with my one-to-one coaching, it is very, um, it, it depends on the person, but a lot of it is around, it's like, how do we instill the habits and do the things that we say we want to do? And a lot of the time we're not motivated because or we don't feel motivation and no motivation fleets. But a lot of the time we feel like that because we're not doing enough for ourselves. So we've not got anything to give anything else. So it's like, I really work on that give to yourself and, for a lot of people especially who have worked in corporate and are moving away from corporate they've not been in that mentality where it's okay to take a walk at 11 o'clock if you want it's you have your set lunch time and again it's a lot of just 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 playing around and creating new rules and then I think that's the whole reason I created my membership the self-love hub one which has got the mantra make relationship with yourself the most important one but it's more around helping people like intentionally just create like space in the month to show up for the calls to do some journaling and some self-reflection because the biggest thing that we say is we don't have time so I've created the time for people they just need to show up um, so yeah I'd say they're the biggest thing it's, it is just helping people put themselves first meet their own needs and actually just see that it's not 
selfish to put yourself first and it's not selfish to love yourself and it's not selfish to show up for yourself and actually you can take control of that and that is within your control and I think that is probably the biggest thing. That is so powerful. And I agree. Like it comes down to that. I think at the core, even with my clients, it's like, okay, you know, we need to do these things. You know, you need to eat healthier, move your body, sleep more, you know, get off your phone earlier in the evening, mm. little things like that. Like everyone knows what you need to do, but it's like, oh, I don't have time, I'm overwhelmed, I have so much to do, and this and that. And it's like they're not giving themselves the permission. Mm the time to do it and because they don't believe part of their, themselves are worthy or like they're conditioned a certain way mm-hmm. and so it really does all come down to that because we're, we're all we're just self-inflicting all the stuff on top of each on ourselves and so mm-hmm. it's like okay why where's that come from and again getting mm-hmm. clarity on like how you want to live what are your values are you living in that like what actually makes you happy are you mm-hmm. shitting yourself like are, when I say shouldn't I say that but yeah. Are you telling no, me well. Are you shooting yourself in terms of, oh, I should be doing this? Oh my gosh, like I, but do you even want to be doing that? Right. I yeah. think the should and the want really needs to become more of a like a conversation. And so that's really powerful. Thank you for sharing that. I'm curious, like, what would you say are your top three tips for someone that is overwhelmed, like not making time for themselves? They, you know, want to feel better or whatever it is. Like, what would you say would mm-hmm that that person should focus on in terms of creating space and implementing these things that give themselves more self-love and you know time to figure out how to fuel them fuel themselves and fill up their cup well yeah the first thing that, that, that came to mind is create space so it's the space honestly I truly believe is where transformation happens and if you're not giving a, we live in a society and especially in the west western society where everything is fighting for attention we are so distracted social media there's a new app out now like all this there's so many distractions and is it any wonder we feel so disconnected when we're we never switch off so my first thing would be to give yourself space and when I talk about space I mean this is like just time when you are not doing anything that your brain is not engaging in anything it might be overthinking but you are not on your phone it could be like I said going for a walk with no podcast on or anything and just walking even if it's the 10 minutes like 10 minutes will do wonders it could be just instead of you I don't know little just it's just tiny little things like little things like creating space like if you have a morning cup of coffee and normally you're scrolling on social media what happens if you just put your phone down for five minutes and just enjoy the cup of coffee that like you can create space in these tiny pockets like it's not this oh I need to have five hours to sit with myself it's just these tiny little moments where are you distracting yourself so my my first tip would be one is create space for yourself and just and two if you if you're going to create space and you, you're feeling it, it's just asking yourself why why do you not think that you're worthy of doing any of these things so a lot of the time we don't want to ad- would admit it so it's like we go back to that but it's just being curious like well why do I not and they can be the, the tough questions to ask they can feel very uncomfortable they cannot feel safe so it's just sometimes even just reaching out even just like to I don't know to myself for example and just say I'm feeling like this like I'm all listening to a podcast on it just anything that my help sort of answer some of your questions reach out to somebody like that's the second thing because we can ask ourselves questions it can feel uncomfortable or we might just want to feel heard so just like reach out to somebody like there's there's no shame in asking and no one is going to turn around and say oh figure it out by yourself like people are here to be like fountains of information because we want a happier healthier world so <laughs> um 
So yeah, my first one would create space. My second one would like sit in quiet. But if you feel stuck in quiet, just reach out to someone. Um, and then the third one, what would I say? The third one, that's a. I'm trying to think like back to my like the start of my journey. What would have I needed to hear at that point? The third one is like for me is understand why you want to change because. I think once you understand why, again, where is it coming from? A lot of the time, if we're being forced into change, I know so many times, like I tried to force myself to change and force myself to, and it just never stuck. It's like that that change, that desire has to come from you, but it comes from you knowing why you want to do it. Do you want to feel better? Even if you want to lose weight, as an example, it's not a bad goal to have, but really there's a deeper meaning to that. You want to feel healthy. So it's just kind of like understand why. And just start looking at like, well, why do I want to change? And then what will, what does that change look like? It's, I think a lot of it comes down for we can want to make make all the changes with habits to feel better. But like, if we're not actually like one, creating the space to even like inquire, then inquiring. And then we're not really sure why, like for us to, the logical part of our brain does need to understand why sometimes. So it's just like, it's just creating space and asking yourself questions is like for me the first place to start because you can say do all these habits but and they're all amazing things and all the things that we've shared in this podcast about the habits that we've implemented however the first part of that is one just to start by even just giving yourself space to think about why you want to change then sort of looking at it and inquiring and then understanding why because once you've got that foundation then it's easier to implement sustainable lasting change than it is of I don't know, I'm going on holiday in five days and I want to lose 10 pounds because that's not sustainable. It's like looking at the the bigger picture. Um, so yeah, like I guess they've been my places to start. Yeah, those are great tips, honestly. And just taking those three and like thinking about them and seeing where you can make little shifts in your life towards creating more space for yourself, reducing overwhelm and giving yourself what you need is just going to be a really good starting point. So if you are someone yeah. that needs that, that's such a good little place to start. Oh, the fourth one will be checking with what you value. <laughs> checking with your values. <laughs> if you don't know what you value, that's usually a good place to start. Yeah, really, I think it's called personalvalues.es. It's a really good website. It's got a, a you that's what I found, and it's just like a you pick all the values that resonate and you can click through and gives you little things. Because once you can see that, it like you can also look at like, oh, if this is what I actually value, am I actually living like that? What does that look like for me? And it's just knowing that is that can create change because if you value health, for example, you're saying you value health, but then you not working on your health then it's like oh oh actually it's like if you value growth or you value freedom it's like are you actually doing the things that are gonna help towards that and if the answer is no then that's a good place to also start yeah exactly oh that's so powerful well thank you so much i have one last question for you before we wrap up and i ask yes. everyone this question and so it's what lights you up the most what lights me up the most is it just being like nature to be honest I think that's one of the things that lasts you <laughs> like you want to see like a, a sunset and it's just like it blows your mind I'm literally like, oh. <laughs> like it gets me so excited I'm like oh my god like nature is so beautiful uh, that is one of the things that probably that's the first thing that popped to mind like when you just I don't know when you see, you see a sunrise or sunset and you just literally like oh 
like it's just little things like that that really just bring me a lot of joy yeah I love that I'm a big sunset girl too sunrise sunsets I love that shit so I love such a good answer nature is incredible oh okay and tell us more about what you're up to how people want to work with you if they can reach out to you tell us more about that so yeah if you want to reach out to me my best platform is Instagram so my handle is at Lorna McKenna underscore I've also got a podcast as well which is called evolve and expand with Lorna where just an array of podcast episodes on there talking about all different things of how we can create sustainable change and we can expand and then coaching wise I have one-to-one coaching and one-off reset sessions so then more of a if you just need a little bit of a, a reset and just how do we move forward that's that and then I have my membership the uh the self-love hub which is getting a big upgrade at the moment so it's like it's a membership community where like I said, the focus is about you making the relationship yourself the most important one. We have monthly self-love sessions, which are journal, like open sharing circles so that we can all learn and grow from each other. And I'm building out like a huge resource library of journal prompts, guest experts that come in each month, meditations, affirmations, anything, everything you need to sort of build them sustainable habits just all in one place. So that's where the magic is happening. I love that so much. I'll have her Instagram handle in the show notes if you want to go check her out and reach out to her. If you listen to this and had any aha moments or insights, please DM her or myself and share your thoughts. We love to hear from you all. And of course, thank you for listening. Lorna, thank you for your time, your energy and your insights. It was so lovely thank to chat so with much. you. Thank you. Amazing. Thank you. Bye. Thank you.